Ladies, welcome to our NANO teleconferencing share. Tonight we welcome back Ms. Khanna Gurari from Chabad of Tom's River, New Jersey. Um, I just want to say, as you heard me speaking, I said I want to come in over and meet Khanna. Um, I'm on a WhatsApp chat and I get um, WhatsApps of different shirms she gives, and I don't know. It definitely looks to me like she's always giving a shear among all her many, many other activities that she does. And I know Chabad Rebbitsons work very, very hard. They do, like, loads of stuff. But, and every week when she gives a shear, the topics are amazing. So I'm not sure what her secret is, but, um, you know, Hashem should give her class. Even for tonight's shear, for those of you who got the email, she actually wrote a poem. So when you say you're going to write a poem, it's a three-paragraph poem, a full-paragraph poem. I mean, what's a poem? Know, this poem is, like, a whole page long. It's got so many paragraphs. Like, I really don't know how you do it, but as I said, the Abish should give you class to continue Tonight's topic, the secret of our protection. So, Hani, welcome, and without further ado, please, Hani Gurari. Okay, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and privilege. And um, this week's parasha is Parashas Ekev, and um, it speaks about the mitzvah of mezuzah. So what I like to do is I like to read um, paragraph by paragraph of the poem and explain that. So I'm basically sharing my notes with you. Okay. In Parshas Akev, the Torah does say to put a mezuzah on every doorway. Immediately after this mitzvah, the reward for it is described in the Torah. Your days will be lengthened for you and for your children too. This reward is then incorporated in halacha, long life for the entire mishpacha. Okay, so if in the Shulchan Aruch it says that if we keep this mitzvah of mezuzah, that we will have a reward, that we will have long life, and that our children will have long life. And um, when we see this reward, it reminds us of another mitzvah. We all know Kibbutz of Aim also um, has the same um, reward that's written in the Torah. So a lot of mitzvahs, um, the reward that we're going to get, doesn't tell, uh, the Torah doesn't tell us. But for some select mitzvahs, the Torah does uh, tell us what the reward is going to be, and it's to motivate us to do to do that mitzvah. Okay, so paragraph three. The mitzvah of mezuzah has a quality that is the same as other mitzvahs like kibbutz of aim, because the reward the Torah explicitly does mention, but for mezuzah, an additional benefit and profit is given. So mezuzah is unique. It's different than all the other mitzvahs. Um, so most mitzvahs, the Torah tells us to do something, and there's no reward. There are some mitzvahs, like Hebrew Aim and like mezuzah, that we do, we do uh, see what the reward is going to be. But in the, not with mezuzah, not only do we, does the Torah tell us what the reward is going to be, and then that, and then in the Shulchan Aruch, it, it tells us there's a halacha that we're going to actually get this reward. But there's something extra special about mezuzah that we don't find in, in any other mitzvah. Okay, let's see what that is. Okay, if a person affixes a mezuzah to the doorpost of his home, then Hashem will protect it. He will never be alone. A king of flesh and blood has his guards standing outside, but Hashem guards you while you sleep inside. So the extra special bonus that that um, that we get 
this uh, special gift that we get that not only will are we promised the reward of long life and that our children will have long life, but um, but the mezuzah itself protects us. And uh, and it's amazing that um, it's amazing that um, that we have that we get this that we get this protection in this specific way. Um, because when we, you know, a, pers- um, a person can have a lot of possessions and a lot of, a, a lot of great things, but then they always have this worry that, you know, there could be thieves, there could be people that, that want it, that could steal from him. So, uh, the, you know, the richer a person is, the more they worry about their, about their possessions and to protect it. Um, so, so, so that, that's, you know, that's one thing. But when it comes to Hashem protecting us, it's a whole different story. That not only don't we have, so a regular king, a regular king, um, when he's sleeping, his guards have to stand outside to protect him. But, but, um, with Hashem, with Hashem, we can be inside sleeping and Hashem protects us and our possessions, um, from the outside. Um, so I'll just share a story that um, when Corona started, so the Chabad rabbi in Chengdu, China, um, him and his family, they went to Israel for a few weeks. They didn't. We, we, none of us knew what uh, COVID would bring, and so they went for a few weeks um, to Israel till things subside. Um, and then, as the first opportunity to return to Israel, uh, I'm sorry, to return to China, they came back. And when they came back, they're trying, they want to go back home, and they come to the street where their, where their Chabad house is, and the street is blocked off. And there's police, and they said no one can enter, no one can come in. And, um, the, the rabbi said, um, what's, what, you know, what's the matter, what's going on? So the police said that while you were away, and not only did the Chabad rabbi leave, but a lot of the foreigners left. There were thieves that came, and they ransacked all the homes of the foreigners. And so therefore, we blocked off the streets because as the families return, we want to go into the homes, assess, you know, assess the damage, take fingerprints, etc. So therefore, no one can, you know, no one can, you know, no one can just walk back into their house. Um, until the police, you know, check check everything out first. So um, they said, "Wait here. We're going to go to your house and we're going to see what damage was done." So a couple minutes later, the police come back and they said, "You won't believe it, Rabbi. Your house is the only house that wasn't touched." And the rabbi and his family, they were able to come you know, to come back to their house, and they were in shock that every other house on the block. The thieves had broken into, except for their home. Of course, they're very grateful to Hashem, and it was a mystery. Why was why was the, why were they why was their home protected? Two weeks later, the chief of police of of China, the uh, the Chinese chief of police, calls the rabbi and he said, um, "Can I please meet with you?" Um, so they met, and um, um, so the chief of police said. We caught the thieves, and our first question was, 
why didn't you break into the house of the rabbi? So the thieves took out their cell phones and they showed the chief of police a picture and they said that before we, you know, broke into any of the homes, we first want to, we first wanted to, to, um, you know, we didn't want any alarms to ring, so we first wanted to take apart the security system. And we were very, very good at what we do, and we were able to undo the security systems before we entered the homes. But when we came to the rabbi's house, we saw a security system that we didn't, that we never saw before. So we were too scared to tamper with it, and therefore we left the rabbi's house alone. And the chief of police shows the rabbi the, his cell phone and says, can you please tell me what kind of security system you have? Perhaps you got it in Israel. In Israel, the Israelis, they're very, they're very technologically advanced. So perhaps you got it there. Maybe you can tell us about the security system that you have. And the rabbi smiled and he said, this is a mezuzah. And that was, and the, the, the chief of police in China, even he knew, the, that our our security our security system is the best is the best security, um, and and so the, the incredible thing that specifically with mezuzah, we're able to see open and revealed miracles how kosher, how kosher mezuzah can really um, um, can really protect. Many other mitzvahs, like we don't always see the connection between the mitzvah that we do and, 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 and the, you know, the result or the reward that happens from it, but it's, it, it's a, a incredible thing that if, 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 um, if Chazram someone needs a bracha for something or if there's, you know, someone doesn't feel good or there's a problem, the first thing, the first thing that we do is we check tefillin and we check mezuzahs. And um, we see time and again, time and again, that um, when the, the mezuzahs are puzzled, then there are things that go wrong. And as soon as the mezuzahs are fixed, things get better. And I'll share another story. This story is about Rabbi Grossman. And um, he had a do- his daughter, Chayo, a 16-year-old um, girl, and she was in school in Svas, and one day her eye just was very swollen, and it was pus, and 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 it was very painful, and it was going from bad to worse. And they went to, to to lots of doctors, and each doctor said that it's a different problem. One doctor said it's an eye problem, another doctor said it's a skin problem, another doctor said it's an allergy, and they didn't know what to do. And then someone gave them advice and said. Um, there's a doctor in New Jersey, and you should fly to, to to America and see this big professor, and maybe he'll be able to help you. So, sure enough, that's what they did, and and the, um, the, the girl Chaya flew with her father to New Jersey. They saw the doctor. The doctor took lots of X-rays, and he said, "I need three days to you know to study all the X-rays, and then I'll get back to you and I'll let you know what what can be done." In the meantime. The girl was very stubborn, and she said, I want to go meet the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So Rabbi Grossman, they were in New Jersey. New York is not, is, is not too far away. And at 10 a.m. Um, was Shacharis in 770 Eastern Parkway, and the Rebbe's car would pull up right before 10 o'clock, and Rabbi Grossman did something extraordinary. He approached the Rebbe, and he said, This is my daughter, Chaya. I wrote to you about her that she has a problem with her eye. Um, um, please give a bracha. And the rebel looked at her, 
And he said, check the mezuzahs and she shall have her for Shlema. So he immediately called his wife in Israel and he said, please have the mezuzahs checked, the mezuzahs in the house and then the mezuzahs in school where she learned. And the mezuzah in school of her classroom, the, when they checked the mezuzah, they found that the word Einecha was completely erased. And immediately they had the mezuzah replaced. And within 12 hours, the swelling completely went down and, and she was fine. So they still went back to the doctor. And the doctor looked at her and he couldn't believe it. He was absolutely, he was in awe. He could have never saw such a thing. And um, Baruch Hashem, she was healed and she went back to Israel. Seventeen years later, Rabbi Grossman was invited to Teaneck, New Jersey, for um, um, he, he was a guest of honor um, in Teaneck, and he comes and he walks into the show, and um, he walks into the show, and he sees a man wrapped in Talisman's phone in the corner. The man finishes davening and approaches him and says, because of you, I I became from. Yet I am the doctor, and that, that I'm the doctor that saw your daughter 17 years ago, and when I saw the power, the, the power of the mezuzah, this completely brought me, this had a very big effect on me, and and I decided to become from. So it's just an amazing, amazing, um, amazing mitzvah that we have, and it's amazing how that we literally see. We literally see Yeshua's from having um, a kosher mezuzah. Okay. Um, okay, so here. What's so special about the mitzvah of mezuzah more than any other mitzvah? The protection isn't an additional reward for the mitzvah action, but rather the mitzvah itself provides the protection. The mezuzah serves to protect, that is its aim. Therefore, the protection it gives is greater than any reward or gain. Okay, so if, um, um, if for example, a mother wants her child to clean their room, the mother might say, please clean your room, and as a reward, I'll give you, fill in the blank, depending on the age of the child, I'll give you ice cream, I'll give you a lollipop, whatever it is, maybe $5.00. So what motivates the child to clean the room? The reward, whatever the reward is going to be. Um, but the greatest gift for the child is that the room is clean. So the child might do it to get a reward, but the, 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 the action itself, that is the greatest that is even greater than the reward, even greater than the ice cream and the lollipop, is the fact that the child has a clean room. So the same thing is with mezuzah. Mezuzah is unique in that all the other mitzvahs, when we do it, we really make Hashem happy. We are moving and shaking all kinds of things in heaven and making Hashem very, very happy. And then we get a reward. But mezuzah is not something that Hashem wants for his benefit. But the mezuzah is a gift Hashem wants. Hashem's instruction, Hashem's mitzvah 
is that we should be protected, that we should have protection. So it's 100% for our benefit, number one. And number two, it's not that there's a mitzvah and then there's a separate reward. Clean your room and then you'll get an ice cream. But rather, the mitzvah itself, the mitzvah itself is the protection. There's no, you can't, there's no separation between the mitzvah and the protection. It's one and the same. The mezuzah, the mezuzah itself protects. It's not that the protection is a separate entity, separate from the mitzvah. The mitzvah itself, the, I'm sorry, the mezuzah itself, the mezuzah itself, because it's an instruction from Hashem, has special power to protect. And that is what's so unique about mezuzah, that the, that the, 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 the mitzvah itself, the mitzvah itself is the protection. The protection is not a separate thing, a separate reward, but there's no separation between the mitzvah and the protection. Okay, and how do we know this? How do we know this? What's the proof? Okay, the difference between all the mitzvahs and mezuzah, we need to explain. By placing the mezuzah closest to the public domain, we show that the purpose and essence of the mezuzah is protection. The mitzvah is fulfilled totally even if protection was the only intention. Okay, so how do we know that the protection and the mitzvah are one and the same? The proof is, is in the action, in the way the, that the mitzvah of mezuzah is observed, if a person, but when, if a person wants to put up a mezuzah, and their doorway is very, very wide, where does the mezuzah go? Does it go in the middle? Where does it go? Where does it go? So the answer is that it goes closest to the public domain, as close as possible to the outside. That's where the mezuzah goes. And why is that? Because the mezuzah wants to protect as many, as much as possible, as many inches as possible. So therefore, therefore, it, and, and why is that? Because the mezuzah itself protects. So we see from how the mitzvah is observed that the whole essence of the mezuzah is to protect. And therefore, and, and, and therefore we, we, we know that the that the that the mitzvah and and the protection are one and the same. And what's the difference? Uh, what's what's so great about this the, about this information? The 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 the, um, the greatness is as follows: all other mitzvahs that we do, we know that we're supposed to do it lishma. We're supposed to do it because Hashem said so. If a person does the mitzvah for an ulterior motive. Then the mitzvah is lacking. For example, if a person gives tzedakah, so if a person gives tzedakah and their motive is, of course it's a mitzvah, but their motive is that they're going to get a plaque on the wall that has their name on it, or they're going to get honor, they're going to get respect, or whatever it is. So as soon as there's an ulterior motive, then the mitzvah is great, and tzedakah is given, and the poor people are helped, and it's wonderful, but there's a little something lacking because the person had an ulterior motive. But when it comes to the mitzvah of mezuzah, the, it's a different, it's a, it's a different uh, story. Even if 
a per, if a person puts up a mezuzah for an, for an ulterior motive, the ulterior motive is that he's doing it solely because he wants his house to be protected. And he doesn't have the proper kavana that he's doing it because Hashem said so. In such a case, in such a case, his mitzvah is not lacking anything. Of course, the best case scenario is to put up a mezuzah because Hashem said so and not because of the protection. But even in a case, if a person is putting up the mezuzah solely for the protection, solely for their benefit, they're still not lacking in their mitzvah because the mitzvah itself is protection. And since they want the protection, and you can't make a separation between the mitzvah and the protection, so their mitzvah is 100% valid and wonderful and great. And, and the mitzvah is, 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 is a perfect mitzvah because they want the protection, and the instruction is that it should, the instruction from Hashem is that it should protect us, and therefore there's nothing lacking from the mitzvah even if the person didn't have the lishma, didn't have the proper kavana. When children begin teaching, we first focus on the reward they will be getting. We encourage them bit by bit, very slowly and gradually, to fulfill the mitzvahs for the sake of Hashem only. So in Shulchan Aruch it says that we want to educate our children. First, we tell them what prize they're going to get. And then, slowly but surely, we kind of wean them off of the prizes and the rewards, and slowly but surely, we teach them they should do mitzvahs only for the sake of Hashem. With regard to all the other mitzvahs that we do, they are lacking if they are not done for the sake of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But with mezuzah, the mitzvah is complete, even if protection is the only motivation. Between the mitzvah of, of mezuzah and protection, there is no separation. Now, we're going to talk about a practice that I haven't heard of that happens today, but this was something that was probably done way back, maybe in the time of the Mishnah. But basically, there were, um, basically there were people that would open up the scroll of the mezuzah, and they would write different names of malachim inside the scroll. And these people, they wanted the they thought that the mezuzah is a good luck charm or an amulet to protect and they added names of angels because they um they totally separated the mezuzah from the fact that it's a mitzvah how do we know this because if Hashem gives a mitzvah and Hashem tells you how to do it, then you're not supposed to add or take away anything from it. The mitzvah is, the mitzvah is only valid if you do it the way, you're, the, the, the way Hashem instructed. So if you're trying to add names of angels, then you're not following the mitzvah. You're doing your own thing. And, and if a person takes a, 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 the mezuzah scroll and starts adding things to it, meaning that they're not keeping the mitzvah of mezuzah the way it was meant to be, then it could actually be harmful to them. And it says that they don't, such a person who does this, doesn't, does this kind of practice, doesn't have a portion in the world to come, doesn't have a portion in Ulam Haba.
So, um, so how is this how is this whole thing relevant? Because this teaching that we're learning here was taught by the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Part of it was taught in the year 1967, and part of it was taught in the year 1974. And at this time, at this time, the Rebbe instituted, you know, um, in, in this time period, ten different mitzvah campaigns. And one of them was that all Jewish men should put on tefillin. One of them was that every single Jewish home should have mezuzahs on their doors. One of them was that women and girls should light Shabbos candles, um, etc. So when these when when these campaigns were introduced, there was opposition from other rabbis, and they wrote letters to the rabbi saying that how can you how can you say that every single Jew should have mezuzah on their door? If they're going to use it as an amulet, if they're going to use it as a good luck charm, then it will bring more harm than good. And if you're saying that every single Jewish person should have mezuzah on their door, you're, and, and you're encouraging even people that are not religious to have mezuzah on their doors, then you could be causing them harm. So therefore the Rebbe is speaking this, and the Rebbe is answering to the whole world, and the Rebbe is saying that a person that's putting the mezuzah for protection... He is fulfilling the mitzvah 100%. Only if a person is adding names of angels and not doing the mitzvah the way it's done, adding stuff to it, only then is it harmful. But even if there's a, 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 a regular, you know, any, any Jew, even if they're secular, even if they're not religious, if they put up the if they take a mezuzah, a kosher mezuzah, and they hang it on their door, then no, no harm will come to them, even if they're not doing it lishma, because they the, because they want the protection. The fact that they want the protection is means that they, they're doing the mitzvah a hundred percent. The mitzvah is still a hundred. The mitzvah is still a hundred percent done a hundred percent well, and and um, they they will be protected. And the fact that the, the fact that the, the Shulchan Aruch says. That the mezuzah can't be used as an amulet or a good luck charm because that will bring harm. That it does not apply as long as they're not writing other names of malachim inside the scroll. We also have to remember, realize what was going on in Israel at that time. 1967 was the Six Day War, and 1974 was the Yom Kippur War. So there was a lot of, uh, 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 you know, a lot of tension and, and, and going on in Israel at that time. And the Rebbe really, really wanted that every single Jew, the Rebbe loved every single Jew, he cared about every single Jew, that no matter what their affiliation was, if they were religious, if they weren't religious, the Rebbe literally started a campaign that every single Jewish home to, 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 to campaign about it. To, to, to make it our business, to, to make sure that, to, to, that every single Jewish home, no matter who the Yid is, no matter where they are in their mitzvah observance, that every single Jew should have a mezuzah because a pashat saves lives. Not only because that's the reward, not only because that's the reward, they can have a long life, your children have a long life, but the mezuzah itself, pashat protects. And, and especially in Israel, when the, 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 the kids at the age of 18 are drafted into the army, and 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 and, and they're, they're 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 on the they're they're fighting they're fighting for, for for us to be able to live in Israel. 
the Rebbe wanted every single soldier to be protected, and therefore he made such a big, such a big story about it, um, because he 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 loved and cared for every single Jew, and just like a soldier has a uniform and has a helmet. Why does a soldier wear a helmet? Even the best soldier wears a helmet. Why? Because, God forbid, a bullet can come flying through the ear, and the helmet will protect, will protect the head, will protect the soldier. Just like a helmet protects a soldier, the mezuzah protects the yid. And, these, and, 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 and the, the Rebbe Pasha wanted that every single soldier, every single Jew, every single person should have, should have the ultimate protection. And 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 uh, this is the the background of 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 of, of, of this teaching. Okay. Um, okay. Until Hashem is completely in the picture, we won't rest to fulfill the mitzvah of mezuzah for the sake of Hashem is the best. The goal is to do it, not only for the sake of protection, but because placing a protective device on our door is Hashem's instruction. Of course, the best case scenario is to do the mitzvah of mezuzah l'shma, to do it because Hashem said so, not because it's going to give him protection, but because Hashem said so. That's obviously still the goal. But until a person gets to that goal, they're still doing the mitzvah 100% properly, as long as they're doing it because they want to be protected by Hashem. Okay. Tractate Kalim, in the Gemara, in, in, in uh, Mesechus Kalim, it lists utensils that contain a receptacle to impurity they are therefore susceptible. One utensil is a stick that has a receptacle for a mezuzah. There were people who carried mezuzahs with them in times of the Mishnah. Okay, so in Mesechus Kalim, it discussed, lists all different kinds of Kalim, all different kinds of vessels. And as soon as a vessel is able to hold something, able to contain something, it also has the ability to become, to become impure. And one of the canons that it speaks about is actually a kind of like a stick. I guess it would be like a walking stick. And in the stick, there's a place to hold a mezuzah. So, so it sounds like in the times of the Mishnah, there were people that Pasha walked around with, with sticks, with a walking stick, they had a mezuzah inside. So the question is, how can how can that be? A mezuzah is supposed to be in the door. Why are people why why is it, people have a certain certain practice to walk around with with sticks with mezuzahs inside? Since the Mishnah does not negate this practice, it implies that it has validity. The Jerusalem Talmud implies that the mezuzah has a protective property. So from the fact that in the times of the Mishnah, people walked around with sticks with mezuzahs inside, we see that the mezuzah itself, even if it's not put on the door yet, it already has, a, it already protects. It already has the power to protect. And the reason why it has the power to protect is because it's a mitzvah. And this is a, a very important point, and that is, is that the, um, the power, the reason why the mezuzah works and why it protects is because it's a mitzvah. And we shouldn't make a mistake. There's a story that there was a very rich man, and uh, he was very hospitable. He had a lot of achnas 
And he had this custom that when he would invite poor people to his house, of course, he would feed them, uh, you know, a, a great meal. And then at the end of the meal, he would tell every pauper, every poor person, they could take one thing from the table. Maybe a silver spoon, maybe a goblet, maybe a nice tray. Every person could take one thing home. Um, they could take one thing home. So there was a poor man, and when it came time for him to pick something, he said, I want the host's bell. I want the bell. So the host said, why do you want the bell? The bell just costs a few pennies. All it does is just, it just rings. That's all it does. What do you want the bell for? He said, I want the bell. He said, I have anything I want. I want the bell. So the host said, you want the bell? Here, you can take the bell. The poor man takes the bell, and he is ecstatic. He runs home, and he tells his wife, guess what? Our troubles are over. We will never be hungry again. And he calls his whole family, and they come sit around the rickety table, and he starts ringing the bell. And what, 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 what is he, what's, what's he thinking? In the rich man's house, every time the rich man rang the bell, a bunch of waiters came out bringing lots of food. So he thought if he shakes the bell, then, the, then there'll be waiters bringing food. He didn't realize that the bell is just to call the waiters that are standing on the other side of the door, just to let them know that now it's time to come in. A bell by itself is nothing. So a, a mezuzah, we have to realize that the, we have to realize that the reason why the mezuzah, that the, the mezuzah is not a bell. The reason why the, the, the mezuzah works, the reason, the reason why the mezuzah works is because it's a mitzvah. The fact that it's a mitzvah gives it the power to protect. The, the, a, a plain bell, a mezuzah is not a plain bell. Uh, a mezuzah is like the bell in the host's home. When you have the, 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 when you have the power backing it, when you have the waiters standing with the food on the other side in the kitchen, then then that then the bell will work. The mezuzah only could work if it is if 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 it's written properly. If it's kosher, if it's a kosher mezuzah written by by, by a scribe who had the right intentions when he wrote it, only then because it's a mitzvah, therefore it has the power to protect, and it has the power to protect even before it's on the door. It already has the power to protect. That's how holy and amazing the mezuzah is. Because of mezuzah, the mitzvah and the protection are not two separate things; it's one and the same. Um, we find an interesting story in, in, in the Gemara about Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. He was, he was uh, very, very great. He actually was the one who wrote the Mishnah. And he, um, he knew many of the great officers um, at that time. And one of his acquaintances that he knew was a guy. And his name was Artaban. And this guy had a daughter, an only daughter, and she was very, very sick. And Rabbi Hodanasi wrote a mezuzah, especially for the guy. And the guy took home the mezuzah and he hung it on the door where his daughter was, was his daughter was, um, so sick in bed. And there was a shade, a demon, that was there, that was making her so sick. And as soon as the mezuzah was put on her door, the demon fled. And the girl had a complete recovery. 
So from here we see that this guy couldn't observe the mitzvah of mezuzah because mezuzah is only for mitzvah mezuzah is only for a Jew. But but Rabbi Huda Anasi was able to write a mezuzah for this guy, and he was writing it. He wrote it intentionally for this guy, and why how he was able to do it is a whole is a whole separate discussion. But um, but the fact is that the mezuzah helped save even a guy's daughter. Um, even before, even even though he, even though there was, there was no mitzvah observance, but the mezuzah just goes to show that the mezuzah itself has power to protect, even before it's used for a, it, even before it's used for a mitzvah. Okay, Rabbi Huda Nasi sent a mezuzah to a gentile named Artaban, although there was no possibility for a mitzvah to get done. How Rabbi Huda Nasi was able to write a mezuzah for a non-Jew is a great question for an interview. But the fact is that the mezuzah offered Artaban protection immediately. The demon in his home did flee, and his daughter's life was saved miraculously. So from the fact that people in the times of the Mishnah walked around with mezuzahs in their sticks, and from this story about this guy where mezuzah was able to save his daughter, we see that the mezuzah, even before it's hung on the door, it already has the quality of the quality and the ability and the power to protect because the mezuzah is well, the power that's, that, that's energizing it, that, that's making it work, is the fact that, that it's a mitzvah. The Gemara says that the members of the household of King Mumbaz did hang mezuzahs on sticks in their inns where they ate and drank. So that the mitzvah of mezuzah they could remember. But this is not similar to the shank bone to the Zoya on the night of Passover. For remembering a sacrifice that we can't bring, a reward isn't given, because a reward is dependent on doing a mitzvah in action. But a mezuzah written with the right intention has the power of protection even before it is used to fulfill the mitzvah to perfection. So usually the case is, Usually the case is that you cannot get a reward for doing a mitzvah if you're just remembering a mitzvah. Because the, the mitzvah has to be done in action. So for example, comes Pesach, we take a Zraya and put it on the Seder plate, and the Zraya is reminding us of the carbon Pesach. But the fact that we, that we didn't actually bring a carbon Pesach, we only have a shank bone, we only have a Zraya to remember the carbon Pesach, we can't get a reward for bringing a carbon Pesach if we didn't bring it. Didn't have the opportunity to bring it. We only have a remembrance on the on on the on the on the seder plate. But mezuzah is not like the shenkpon on Pesach. The mezuzah, even if and in this um, in this um, story, another story where we find that there was this king and 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 they and um, the members of his household, they hung um, sticks with, they, hold, they hung mezuzahs on sticks, so they're not, they're not even observing the mitzvah yet, and still it brings about protection. Even if they're just doing it to remember, the, to, to remind themselves of the mitzvah of mezuzah, they're already being protected because the mezuzah itself protects even before it's even used for a mitzvah. Um, and this, because not, not every place um, 
not not you know when we're traveling or when if a person's in a hotel, a person got has someone's in a hospital. Not, not always can, can you put a mezuzah if you're not if if you're not if you don't own the, the that place. Um, there was a, 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 a um, but but if if you cannot put up a mezuzah for whatever reason because you don't you're not in charge, you don't own the hotel, you don't own the hospital, uh, whatever it is, still. The mezuzah has power. So there was someone that once wrote to the Rebbe saying that they had terrible headaches, they had terrible migraine headaches, and they were laying in a hospital, in bed, in a hospital, and the Rebbe said that the sick person should have a mezuzah on the night table in the hospital, and that itself will help, it, will, will help the person. So the, 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 true, the mezuzah is not hung on the door of the hospital room, but just the fact that mezuzah is there in the room, already starts, already has a power of protection even before it's even used, on the put up on the door, because again, as you keep saying, the mezuzah itself, um, the mezuzah itself protects, this is, um, because, it's a, because it's, it's a mitzvah, because this is Hashem's instruction, because Hashem loves us so much, and He wants us to be protected. Based on the above, we can understand the story that the previous Rebbe told about when he was in jail because to spread Yiddishkeit, he was bold. So the previous Lavach Rebbe, his name was Yesid Yitzchak Shneerson, he was in Russia, and he continued to spreading Yiddishkeit, although it was outlawed, and he, and, and, um, he was responsible for, I believe, over 600 secret Hadarim and Mekvais, and as soon as one mikvah was shut down, was discovered and shut down, he made sure to send his his students to go and build another mikvah. And if one cheder was discovered, he would, go, they would make another underground cheder. And the previous Rabbi, he had all this information in his head because he knew he knew the, the 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 whole network in his head because it was too dangerous for anyone else to know it. Because if God forbid they were they were caught. They could break, and then they could give the information to the to the KGB, and then um, then we would have a, 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 a terrible outcome. If he, if if um, if if a person was caught and 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 divulged the secret information, so the previous Rav was the only one that had in his head the whole network of all the Khadarim and everything that was going on in Russia behind the Iron Curtain when everything was against the law. And he eventually was 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 arrested and thrown into prison in Russia. They treated him very harshly. And when he and he himself tells a story about when he was there. When he was there, what happened? When he was asked if he knew where he was during his first interrogation, he said, "Of course, of course, I know where I am. I'm in a place that is exempt from the mezuzah obligation." That's what he answered. Why did the previous Rebbe choose to respond negatively? Seemingly, it would have been more appropriate to respond positively and say that he finds himself in a place where Hashem is still in control because to show his captors that he viewed them as nothing was his goal. So, so why did the previous Rebbe answer the, 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 answer the KGB in this way? He says, oh, I, of course I am in a place 
that, that is exempt from, from Mizuz obligation, why did he answer in a negative way? Why didn't he say, yeah, I know where I am, in a place where Hashem is here, and Hashem is still going to protect me, and you can't scare me. Why did he, why did he respond the way he did? The previous Rebbe's explanation is that even in jail he wanted the mezuzah's protection. Since it was impossible to have a mezuzah in his presence, he did whatever he could to create a mezuzah remembrance. So he obviously couldn't hang a mezuzah in, 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 the, in the prison. But he did the second best thing. And that is he remembered. He did whatever he could to remember the mitzvah of mezuzah. How did he do this? By clarifying the halacha in two ways with mezuzah he made a connection. By speaking words of taira, he connected to its taira dimension. He connected with a mitzvah dimension in a negative way too. Not placing a mezuzah in a bathroom or barn is what Hashem wants us to do. So by saying, stating the halacha, that this place is so full of tumah that, that, that it, it, it can't, it, it, it's not obligated for mezuzah, he, it connected to the mezuzah in two ways. Number one, the, number one, from the mezuzah's taira dimension, by stating the halacha about the mezuzah, he connected to the taira's dimension of mezuzah. That's number one. And number two, number two, by saying, by saying um, that a mezuzah can't be here, a mezuzah can't be here because, because this place is so horrible and filthy and, 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 and every cell has, the, has, has, has a pot for a bathroom and besides there's all, all this tumah and terrible stuff that was going on there, um, um, by, by, by saying that, he was connecting to the mitzvah itself. Um, because the same Abishter who says to have a, um, to put up a mezuzah in, in, in every other room that is, that, that is a respect, respectable room, also says that if you have a place that's not respectable, that it shouldn't get a mezuzah. So how do you observe the mitzvah of mezuzah by, in, in a bathroom? By not putting up a mezuzah. So by, by, by saying, I'm in a place that, that uh, does not have a mezuzah obligation, he's fulfilling the, mezuzah, the, the, the mitzvah of mezuzah by not putting a mezuzah there, because it's too unholy to, to, to have a, a, a mezuzah there. Which reminds me of the story of Rabbi Zushan and Rabbi Melech of Lezensk. They were traveling from place to place, and they, they, they were near a group of paupers and, 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 and thieves, and the police came to arrest the, the, these thieves, these paupers, and Rabbi Zushan Ali Melech were taken with everybody else to prison. And they hadn't done anything wrong, but they, 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 I guess they didn't, they, they looked, they, they looked poor, and maybe they were accused of, of, of stealing, and they were taken with the other thieves to prison. And told her, they were able to clear their name, they were in prison, and one of them wakes up in the morning, and he starts crying. So his brother said to him, why are you crying? So he said, I'm crying because I can't daven. Because we're in a cell. In the middle of a cell, there's a toilet. And, and I can't daven here. So the other brother said to him, he said, he said, every single day, uh, uh, every single day you have a mitzvah to daven. Every single day you have a mitzvah to daven. But to, and, and that's how you serve Hashem. But today, the way you serve Hashem is by not davening. Because Hashem says in the presence of a bathroom, you can't daven. 
And the brother was so happy that he could serve Hashem today by not davening because it was a bathroom in a cell. They started dancing. One brother started dancing. The second brother started dancing. They're dancing. And all the other Russians, they, 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 uh, they, they started dancing also. The prison guard comes and he sees the, 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 in, the, 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 the inmates are dancing. Now dancing, that's not something that's very common in a, in a prison. So he barges in and he says, what's going on here? Why is everyone dancing? So the Russian said, we don't really know, but we know that it has something to do with the toilet. So the guard said, well, in that case, I'm going to take the toilet out. And he took the toilet out, and then Abzusha and Rebbe Melech were able to daven. So, 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 um... The same thing here. The previous Rav Shabbat, he was able to observe the mitzvah of mezuzah by not putting a mezuzah on because the place was such a horrible, filthy, disgusting place. And that's, and, and the reason why he said these words, he said, I, I know where I am. I, uh, of course I know where I am. I'm in a place that doesn't even have a mitzvah, a, 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 the obligation of a mezuzah. He said this because he wanted to be connected to the mezuzah because he wants the protection of the mezuzah. The... This is how the protection of the mezuzah upon himself he did bring, even though he's in a place of darkness and suffering. We can now appreciate the great merit that a person does attain by exerting effort in the mezuzah mitzvah campaign. After all these, after everything that we said, now we're beginning to understand why the, the, this, this campaign to make sure that every single Jew has a mezuzah on every single door of his home, why it's such a big deal. Because then we see that the mezuzah, Pasha has power to Pasha protect us. It's a helmet for the soldiers. It's an incredible thing. And Hashem wants us to be protected. And, and, and we're seeing the importance of mezuzah. To one lamb among 70 wolves, the Jewish nation does compare, who are saved by Hashem, our shepherd, who truly does care. The Rebbe said this, okay, the Rebbe said this in 1974, after a tragedy where everyone saw clearly that kosher mezuzahs are so necessary. So I said in the beginning that this talk was said in 1974 which was the year that the, that the Rebbe initiated the Mezuzah Mitzvah campaign. And I looked it up. I just Googled. I looked up. I said, what year did the, what year did the Mezuzah campaign begin? And I came across an article on Chabad.org. And I never knew this. But, the, but um, there was a terrible tragedy besides the Six-Day War, besides the Kippur War. It was a terrible tragedy that happened in 1974, and the and this and this this teaching that the Rebbe spoke was he spoke after this tragedy. And what happened? There was a massacre in Ma'alot in northern Israel. What happened was three terrorists dressed up like Israeli soldiers, and they infiltrated into Ma'alot. And first they went into a home and they killed they they, they killed the, uh, the um, everyone who was there, and then they went to a school a school building, and there were 100 students who had gone on a hiking trip that day. They were between the ages of 14 and 16, and they were sleeping in that school that night. And these terrorists came in. And they took the place hostage. They took the people as hostages. 
And like 20, 30 people were able to jump out the window and escape, but the rest were stuck in the, in this school, and the, these three Arab terrorists were holding everyone hostage. And they had demands what they wanted from the Israeli government. And they said that if we don't get what we want by 5.45 p.m., we're going to kill all the people in, in this school. Fifteen minutes before time was up, Israeli soldiers um, barged into the school and they got the hostages, but not before the hostages killed many people and wounded many people. And the end is that, that altogether there were 60 people that were wounded and 26 people that were killed, and it was called the massacre in Malot. After this terrible, terrible tragedy, um, someone brought to the Rebbe's attention that in the home where the, everyone was killed, all the mezuzahs were puzzled. And in the school, of, of the 26 people that were killed, one of them was a security guard, some of them were adults, but there were 21 students that were killed in the school. And on the school premises, there were 21 mezuzahs that were puzzled. And, of course, it does not mean to say that because the mezuzahs were puzzled, therefore these neshamas were taken. Um, um, the, the terrorists did a terrible thing, and, and, and we, we can never say that. But what we could do is that we could learn. We could learn and realize, and realize the power that the mezuzah has. And especially now, in the month of Elul, we're approaching the month of Elul, approaching Rosh Chodesh Elul, which anyway is a time that we that that we check that we that we we check our meisim and and it's a good time and Shulchan Aruch says it's a good time to check mezuzah and tefillin. Um, so so we know that we're supposed to check mezuzah and tefillin twice in seven years. Um, so it, 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 we have to realize we have to realize that it's it, that we shouldn't forget about it. That it's it's a very very important thing to do, and it can literally push it save lives. To, to, to have kosher, to have kosher mezuzahs. And I taught this class on Monday in Tom's River and on Tuesday in Lakewood. We have a few women that come together on Monday and on Tuesday. And one woman from the Monday class sent me a message that the Mr. Shem on Friday she's getting her mezuzahs um, checked. Another woman from last night's class in Lakewood, she sent me a message and she said, Hani, thank you so much for the class. She said, uh, because of you, I'm getting my mezuzahs checked today. So it's, and I was so impressed that these women took it to heart that to immediately, immediately to, 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 to have their, their mezuzahs, their mezuzahs checked. I just thought it was so beautiful and we could all learn, we could all learn that, uh, that, um, we should think about when the last time the mezuzahs were checked in our home and if it has been more than a few years, especially as the month of Elo comes, we should, we should, um, have our, our mezuzahs checked because it's Pashit. Um, um, an amaz- amazing Kashmira, an amazing protection which we all want to have. Um, okay. 20, the second paragraph on the, the second column. 21 students were murdered by Arab terrorists in the Malot massacre, and on the school premises, 21 mezuzahs were found to be not kosher. In the home of the massacred family, invalid all the mezuzahs were found to be. Okay, 
um, we should only know of 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 simchas and 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 of happy occasions, and we should we, we suffered enough enough kedushim unless were taken from us, and we should just have Mashiach immediately. Okay, on the outside of the scroll, Shin Dalad Yud is written, Hashem's name, Shin Dalad Yud, for Shemer Dalstays Yisroel. He protects the door the doors of Yisroel. It's an acronym. We need to. We need to take every effort to ensure that a kosher mezuzah is placed on every halachically permitted Jewish door. With regards to mezuzah, we should influence both men and women, because women are obligated in the mitzvah of mezuzah equally to men, especially since the woman is the mainstay of the home. The woman is the keres abayis, and by extension, has a special duty to care for her home's protection. We know that the woman is that Karis Abayis. Her job is to take care of the home and to mechanach the children and to take care of the home. She, she, she cooks and she cleans and she makes sure the atmosphere in the home is a beautiful atmosphere. So if she's in charge of the home, she's that Karis Abayis, she's the main one of the house, then of course also the protection of the home should be in her hands. So we shouldn't just leave it to the men. A mitzvah of mezuzah, women are obligated just as much as men are. And because we're that care of our homes, we should also make sure, make sure to make sure that the, that the mezuzahs are checked in our home uh, um, when, when they need to be. The protection of our home is obviously something that the, the Rebbe is giving to, to the women's hands. The Rebbe put the women on a pedestal. The Rebbe saw the feminine energy, the feminine power, and, and, um, um, as our care of the home, we should realize that this is a part of our job, part of our job to make sure that our homes are protected. Since all Jewish people are responsible for one another, when to enhance the mitzvah of mezuzah, we encourage each other. The entire body of the Jewish nation will have protection that is better. Hashem will guard your going and coming now and forever. So all the Jewish people, no matter who we are, we're all c- compared to one body. And when we help another Yid, encourage another Yid, and help another Yid, the Adam is on their doors, this also benefits us. Because we're all united, we're all one. And and Hashem should guard our going and coming now and forever. I mean, and I'll just say one more tiny thing, and that is the the... the minag that we have that when we come into our house that we touch the mezuzah and we kiss it where that come from? that comes from Unkus he converted to Yiddishkeit and his uncle was the Caesar of Rome and he was furious and he sent a bunch of soldiers to go and drag Unkus to bring him back and he, the soldiers came and Unkus spoke to them and he, he, he inspired them and, and instead of being dragged to, 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 to the Caesar, all those soldiers all converted as well. So then, the Caesar, he was so angry, he sent another group of soldiers, and he said to the soldiers, don't even speak to Uncle's, just bring him here. And the soldiers went with strict instructions not to speak to, to, to Uncle's at all, and they, they, they say, Uncle, that's it, you're coming with us, we don't want to hear any explanations, you just, um, um, you're, we're, we're taking you back to the, to, to your uncle, the, the Caesar, for, for, and, and that's it. And as he walked out the door, he put his hands on the mezuzah, and he kissed the mezuzah, and he said to them, you know why I just did this? 
and they were so curious. Why would you take your hand and touch touch the the doorpost and kiss this thing? And they and he explained to them about the mezuzah, and they were all intrigued and they all converted to Yiddishkeit as well. So here we see the mezuzah partially protected Uncle's himself. So we see that um, where this custom comes from, and when we kiss the mezuzah, just imagine, imagine that holy protective power is Pashat coming through the mezuzah into our hands, into our body to protect us, to protect us in our home, to protect us out of our home, to protect us wherever we go. And we should have, um, we should always see how Hashem protects us, and ultimately we should have Kalim Mashiach right now, where we're, we're able to, to, to see in a clear way. Hashem's love and Hashem's protection forever. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for for being on the on the call, and we should all have serious teves and and kshivach uh, teva and the good kibbutz diar. Everyone should have all the brachas from Allah shatav, everything that you that you need, everything that you want. Teva nirvan nigra. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, like an hour and a half on this. This is beautiful. That was a lot of preparation to run into this year. The stories were amazing, and the stories from the Rebbe were amazing. And, okay, I think we're all going to look at the at the Mezuzah differently from now on. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's, yeah, there's a lot to learn. And, you know, Mitzvah, we will also check our Mezuzahs. Thank you so much. I still say <laughs> Still don't know how you do it, okay. But uh, the, the Rebbe is definitely proud. That is one thing I can tell you of the Gurari. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you. Ashray Thank, Thank you so much. And a good convention. Okay, I mean, I mean, thank you. Okay, all the best.